If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's get the inside scoop with a man that is on the scene at Lincoln Financial Field. John McMullen joins us from the link, and he's presented by Mesa Law and Associates. Need a tough injury lawyer? Call Mesa and Associates. Johnny Mac, what's up? How are you guys? The Eagles took fantastic. care of business, so that's what they had to do today against a very banged-up Saints team, and they were able to do it, so give them credit. Uh, speaking of banged up, let's just get the injury news out of the way. What do we know about Jordan Howard so far? What do we know about Darius Slay? Well, Darius Slay is already uh, in the concussion protocol, so that's going to be uh, obviously something to keep an eye on as we go into next week. Basically, uh, that means he's not going to be clear till Saturday at the earliest if he can get clear. And obviously, he's playing at a tremendously High level, third touchdown today, uh, this season today on the pick six. Uh, so he's playing at a very high level. He's obviously a player the Eagles need. That kind of – that little hiccup when they got a little bit too conservative offensively, and I don't want to say the Saints got back in the game, but at least there was a little of here we go again type thing. Uh, that was, you know, when Slay was out to also they were able to move uh, the football a little bit more easily, the Saints. Uh, so that's a big one. Jordan Howard, we still don't know, but I, I'm concerned. When he first got hurt, I, I thought it was a shoulder. Um, remember back when he was here the first time, and all of a sudden they say a knee, and that 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 one concerns me. Mm. So we're just still waiting to hear more information, I guess, on Jordan Howard? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously, you know, they're going to have to go through the MRIs and that. Right. Nick didn't offer up any information on, 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 and the only thing we got on Darius Slay was from the PR protocol. department. He's already in the protocol. Right. Um, so the Jalen, obviously, Jordan Howard is uh, playing so effectively and running north south. And you saw what happened today. I mean, the Eagles ran for, I think it ended up being 242 yards against the number one ranked. Jeez. Run defense in the NFL, third time in four games. This is Philadelphia's Nirvana. I mean, <laughs> three times in, in four games over 200 yards rushing. They're averaging 
217 over the last four games. It, it's been amazing. A lot of that has to do with the offensive line. A lot of it has to do with Jalen Hurts. People are so mm-hmm. concerned with his ability to run the football, and obviously he takes it in three times. That last run by Jalen Hurts was something else, mm-hmm. um, and everybody was in awe of that one. But just his presence on the field yep. makes it easier for all the running backs. And, look, they have their identity, and, and again, it's exactly what the city wants it to be. Are you concerned with uh, the, the fumbles? Now, uh, I understand Miles had been out for three games. Came back, had a great game. But, you know, as, as Mark mentioned earlier in this show, uh, officially he fumbled one time. Yeah, unofficially, fumble. looked like he, uh, unofficially it looked like he fumbled another time. Are you worried about Miles with the ball security element of his game? A little bit. I mean, you have to be. I asked him that question. Uh, uh, and and he, you know, let, let's be honest, they never blow plays dead anymore. He got lucky on that right. second fumble. Exactly. Uh, and – that was the only offense New Orleans had early in the game. And even then they kept backing up and backing up and they finally, you know, Trevor Simeon just looked, he looked like he threw it up and said, what the hell? We can't do anything. I'll just throw it up. And, and they ended up scoring a touchdown. But yeah, I mean, look, Nick said he wasn't concerned, but the start of the second half, it was Boston Scott. It was not Miles Sanders. And then after Jordan Howard came out of the game with that injury, then he put Miles Sanders back in the game and he had some effective runs, and you look at the end, and he's got whatever he ended up with, 94 yards, and you say, mm-hmm. oh, that's pretty good. But there was some concern, and because you can't put the football on the ground twice, especially in your, you know, deep, backed up in your own territory, and that's what happened. He got lucky on one, uh, and he fumbled the other. John, it was um, an, not, an undeniably good game, great win, not taking away from that. But uh, are you concerned or was there any concern or questions voiced uh, in these postgame press conferences about uh, the lack of play and scoring in the second half and how it was kind of a tale of two halves? Um, no, not really. I mean, it's kind of the NFL. It, you do lose your sense of urgency. The Eagles blew this team out, and then they kind of took their foot off the gas. And Nick mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni admitted he got a little bit too conservative. Um, and it was actually the J.J. Ortega-Whiteside play of all people. I heard you guys talking about Jalen Rager. Another game, he gets one touch for negative yards. Mm. And, um, you know, J.J. makes the big play, his first catch yeah. of the season. Yeah. Um, I tried to get Nick Sirianni. I, I was like, was he targeted on that play? I mean, <laughs> it was amazing to me. And he didn't want to give up. I can't imagine he was. Because that would have been, you know, that would yeah. have been some testicular fortitude, so to speak, at a big situation to go to go at J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And he made a big play, and he deserves, deserves a lot of credit for it. But, yeah, I mean, this receiving group is – and it's been this way since – they changed their identity. The only two players they throw it to are Devonte Smith and Dallas Goddard, and they've both been very, very good. But it would it would it would be nice to have that third option. But they don't have it right now, and they're doing the best with with what they can do and the strengths of their team. And the strength of their strengths of their team are the offensive line and a quarterback who could run the football. He's the best running quarterback, not named Lamar Jackson, in this league. Simple as that. 
Uh, yep, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, when it comes to that particular J.J. Ortega-Whiteside play, uh, that was a good play, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him. Even though if you really go back and watch the whole show, it probably sounds like I'm trying to take something away from him. But if he <laughs> if he holds that block, John, on the uh, screen play to Devontae Smith, that's a touchdown. It was his guy that got yeah, off that yeah, block. Yeah, but they, they had that set up well. But that's another mm -hmm. thing. They're, they're, they had three offensive linemen about six yards downfield. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what these officials call. It's three. Then he got three guys weighing 300 pounds. I'm exaggerating a little bit. Right. But they were way downfield, and that's not a penalty. I, mm -hmm. I don't Sometimes I don't oh, know. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the, um, uh, the, the, the offensive pass interference. I'm talking about the screenplay to Devontae Smith, not the one that he was going to throw to Dallas. No, Goddard. no, no. Oh, that's, oh. Yeah, that, that screen, I know. He okay. got called for, for the pick play, and that was – Sort of, I, I, I don't know. You see that happen all the time in the NFL as well. I, when that originally, when they threw that flag, I thought they were going to get Dallas for offensive pass interference because he and, and Malcolm Jenkins were yeah. kind of jockeying. Um, mm -hmm. And that could have went either way. But that, that's just one of those things. But I hear what you're saying. It's, it's um, JJ, though, I mean, Look, there's a lot of things to criticize J.J. Whiteside about. Mm. None of them are about blocking. Right. I mean, he is a very good blocking receiver. Problem is, you know, you never want to be described as a good blocker in right. this league when you're a receiver. You get paid to catch the football. He doesn't catch the football. Mm. But he did today, once. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey John, uh, why do you think they, they – my battle cry earlier in the season was, Give Boston Scott his chance. Finally, they did that. Why do you think they don't give Greg Ward more of an opportunity? He's a sure-handed guy. He's a slot guy. But I'm just surprised that they don't give him more of an opportunity. Well, I, I think the hope from early on, you know, Greg is, as you mentioned, uh, Derek, he's a very hard worker. He's got good hands. He, he, he doesn't make mental mistakes. He doesn't make mental errors. But for – you know, dating back to Doug Peterson, they've always wanted more speed, more athleticism on the field. Uh, and that's what they want with Nick Sirianni. So that's why Quez Watkins is on the field. That's why Jalen Rager's on the field. But mm -hmm. at some point, yeah, you, you do think, you know, if, if guys aren't giving you anything, um, what does it hurt to at least try uh, the other players you have at your disposal? Mm -hmm. And we've seen enough of Greg Ward to know, that he can do some things, but yep. as far as this offense goes right now and how it's being run, I, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily about Jalen Rager's ineffectiveness or, or Quez Watkins not developing as much as people would hope. They're just not throwing the football a lot right now yeah. because they're yeah. having such success running it. And when mm -hmm. they do throw it, the guys who are going to get the targets are Devontae and Dallas Goddard. Mm -hmm. Until it's not working, I don't think it matters. Now, mm -hmm. when somebody stops it and, and then you start asking the questions and you need to throw the football, right. then then it's going to be legitimate. But right now, I can't blame them because nobody can stop the running game. Yeah, John, we talked uh, a bit about offense, but something that's come up in this show both last week and this week uh, and just – 
throughout Eagles fans everywhere uh, is Jonathan Gannon. And I know you're a Gannon fan. And uh, I think when it comes to coaching, you know, we've kind of eased up on Nick Sirianni as he's improved. Uh, a lot of people are now all in on Gannon after basically tearing him to pieces after his lack of a scheme uh, for a while there, pretty much up until last week. Uh, what is your opinion on him? You know, can we trust him yet? Can we lean all the way into Jonathan Gannon or are we still uh, a little bit hesitant to go all in on him? Well, he, I, you know, he's, he's a good defensive coach. I've said that week one, I'll say right. week 10, I'll say week 17, week 18, no matter where this team ends up, um, to have some personnel deficiencies. When guys like Mike Zimmer swear by you and guys like Emmett Thomas swear by you, and that's pretty much the people, uh, a, a lot of people are in uh, Jonathan Gannon's corner. Brandon Staley would be another one. Um, it's not like he doesn't know football. It, it's it's easier. It seems common sense. Defense looked pretty good with Trevor Simeon out there. Um, it's a little bit more difficult when you're playing against Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott. And that was the early portion of the Eagle schedule. And they didn't look very good. At one point, I think Simeon was five for 16. So we, and rightfully so, and, and JG himself admitted, look, I'm a, I'm a secondary guy. Hmm. So when you give up 80%, 90% in the case of Derek Carr completion rate, that's not good. Um, but, you know, all of a sudden the schedule turns and the Simeons of the world next week, it's going to be Daniel Jones. Next week after that, it's going to be probably Zach Wilson. Yep. Or maybe who knows what the Jets, they might stick with. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Joe Flacco, who knows? Um, it's easier. So, I, I mean, you could say the scheme is different. It's not different. It's just it's easier to blitz Trevor Simeon than Tom Brady. So you blitz him more. Well, so are you saying that moving forward, if we play a different team, we might see the passive defense once again? Yeah. Yeah. You might see the passive defense, the cover two defense, which by the way, I'm not a fan of, I've never been a fan of it. Um, so it's not like I can't criticize Jonathan Gannon. Um, yeah. I mean, if you don't have confidence in the fact that, look, there's still personnel deficiencies on this team, right. especially a linebacker. And they lost Davion Taylor. That's another injury we didn't mention. He's playing better. T.J. Edwards had another uh, good game. But, look, T.J. Edwards is, is an undrafted player out of Wisconsin. And, you know, Derek's home. So, you know, the, you know the Badgers well, but – Undrafted is undrafted. You see somebody like Micah Parsons having the year he's having in Dallas, although I think they're getting beat pretty handily today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the athleticism, we've seen it with Devin White in Tampa Bay and the run to the Super Bowl. Um, you saw a little bit today and Demario uh, Davis, Fred Warner early mm -hmm. in the season. Uh, the Eagles don't have those types of linebackers. If you go into 
Gannon's history with Darius Leonard in Indianapolis and Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr. When he gets those types of linebackers, you'll, you're going to see some different things. Right. And you already saw Alex Singleton in the A-gap. That's, that's Mike Zimmer to a T. I mean, that's what he does. Um, and Avante Maddox off the slot. That's that overload blitz. So you're, you're seeing it evolve, but it's, it's, it's an evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at Jalen Hurts in this game, John, and you're in, how would you sum up his performance today? How many steps forward in the argument of franchise quarterback is this for a guy like Jalen Hurts? Well, I wish we could. I know we can't, but I wish we could stop saying he's the franchise quarterback after a win. He's not the franchise quarterback after a loss. It's right. all, uh, you know, it, it's all information that you gather and you try to figure out and look i just said you know running the football and not just jalen running the football what he does to opposing defenses that allows jordan howard to get the space that he's gotten during this ron boston's gotten today miles sanders he makes a difference on opposing defenses and nick seriani talked about it today again uh, and that's why he is the crux, <clears throat> along with the offensive line, obviously. He's the crux, crux of why this running game is so effective. Um, and the Eagles have shifted, uh, as we know, from heavy read option, throwing the football early in the season to running the football over this sort of stretch. So then you start to say, okay, what's he doing throwing the football? That part is still a work in progress doesn't matter today because you blew out the Saints early. It was 33-7. to seven. Uh, The guts of the game still holds on to the football a little bit too long at times. You'd like to see him trust what he's seeing, get the football out of his hands. You know, I, that one pass to Miles down the sidelines, you wanted to sort of, yeah. you know, hit them both. Miles, go after the football. Jalen, put some mustard on that. It's probably a touchdown either way if one of them does, or it's mm. a big play. If Miles goes and, and tries to come back to the football or Jalen just puts a little bit more on it. Uh, so it's still a work in progress for throwing the football. And I think most people recognize that. But that but that's that's a part of the the evolution of, of Jalen Hurts. You know, we knew coming into the season he wasn't a complete quarterback. As we watched him evolve early in the season, we realized that he's not a 30, 35 pass a game type guy, you know, and, and he's much more efficient as we've watched this running game evolve. If you keep him in that 18 to 23, 24, five pass range, um, I think he's a much more efficient professional athlete, whether he's throwing the football or pulling it out and running it himself, that makes him that much more of a dangerous weapon. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's no question about it. He's much more and, and they've scaled it back a little bit. So, you know, long-term, if you want to talk about long-term, it's got to do more with organizational philosophy. We all know right. Jeffrey Lurie wants. Uh, he thinks the, the, the way to win consistently in this league um, is to have a high-powered passing offense in the modern NFL. That's what he believes. Uh, will Jalen Hurts change his mind? I don't know. I don't know that answer. Uh, but I do know that <clears> – <throat> The margin of Jeffrey is right. The margin of error decreases if you can't throw the ball consistently mm-hmm. in this league. Mm-hmm. You can win, but the margin of error decreases. 
All right, John, I, I need to know, uh, I know this is, this is going to be a tough question, but I, I think the overall narrative is now, can we, are the birds back? Are the birds going to the playoffs? Can we finally be a playoff team? You know, this season has been all over the place. I'm confused. You know, we went from rock bottom to now all of a sudden I'm like, do I believe, do I have hope? What do you think? Well, I think the, the easiest way and people should be excited about you going to see meaningful football in December. Right. So everybody is in it in the NFC because of the extra wild card spot, obviously, uh, the additional playoff team, except Detroit. Literally, everybody. <laughs> um, and the Eagles are among that group. I forget who I think Carolina won, uh, lost today. Washington won. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I think Minnesota ended up beating Green Bay. Yep. So I think they're five and five. Uh, so, you know, Washington, as I mentioned, got their fourth win. But what's good for the Eagles is they beat the Falcons. Um, they beat the Panthers. And now they've beaten the Saints, who are in the mix uh, for that final wild card spot. So they're, they're sort of ringing up tiebreakers. And that part of it is, is really, really positive. Uh, and the Cowboys, yes, are losing right now, sixteen to three to the uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs. So, so there you go, there you go. And it seems like you're saying yes, by the way, as being pointed out by our fearless producer Xander on all of this, John. You seem like you believe the Eagles could even win out. Derek Gunn had them winning out a second well, ago. Yeah, I, Eleven not, wins. I don't think. They, wait, 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 I, wait. I don't think this team is capable <laughs> of winning out. Wait, but, wait. I said potentially but they, they could uh, win out. Semantics. And let semantics. me emphasize again. Let me put an emphasis on the word potentially. They could run the table. When you look at the craziness that has happened across the board mm -hmm. uh, in the National Football League, it is very much in the realm of reality that this team, on the momentum they are now, feeling good about themselves, identifying themselves as a running football team that nobody can stop right now, potentially, when you look at the opponents they're facing, potentially, they could run the table. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, the, well, that's the thing the Eagles have over all those other teams I mentioned. And, you know, throw San Francisco. I think San Francisco won as well. Uh, that is the one team that beat the Eagles, so they have the tie-breaking advantage if it came down to those two teams. Um, they have the easiest schedule the rest of the way. Yep. And, it's you know, it starts the Frank Sinatra portion of the schedule, New York, New York. Uh, Giants, Jets, they're not good. You better get one of them if you don't get two. Um, and then obviously you, you play Washington twice. Uh, you play the Giants again. So it comes down to that NFC East schedule. And Dallas, you know, this probably hurts. Because if you're looking week 18 in Dallas, the, the Cowboys might have nothing to play for. Right. Which, right. If they're not playing for the number one seed, if they're already locked into a certain seed, um, you might not even see Dak Prescott. So I hear what uh, Derek is saying. There's the potential because of how easy the schedule is. I just don't think this team is talented enough to make that kind of run mm -hmm. and not have one hiccup right. along the way. I, I agree with that. But even if one hiccup happens along the way, that's still all of a sudden a 10-win team. How about that? Uh, John, 
Yeah, right. There are two, two hiccups. Yeah, nine wins team. I'll take nine wins. Again, <laughs> hey, you're giving me meaningful games in December, John. Meaningful. Right, That's right. all you want. That's all That's, you want mm-hmm. for Christmas is hey, meaningful football. Hey, right. hey, John, let me ask you this before before we let you go. Let's say Jalen Hurts plays from this point on moving forward to the end of the season exactly the way we've watched him play the last couple of games. In your mind, if even if he doesn't improve significantly, but although we've seen him improve, up to this point, would you be comfortable with Jalen Hurts as your quarterback for 2022 so that you can put emphasis on building up other areas of your team, especially the defensive side of the team, in terms of getting younger and better? Yeah, I I, I think it always depends. First of all, yes, I would be comfortable. There's nothing wrong, even if you consider someone a bridge quarterback. There's there's nothing that says a bridge quarterback is only for one year. Right. Um, So a lot of it depends on uh, evaluation. Uh, I'm not particularly in love with this quarterback draft. Now, the one name Mm -hmm. that NFL people, and I've mentioned this before, is Kenny Pickett. So if you like Kenny Pickett, then go get Kenny Pickett. If your evaluation says he's going to be a star, go get him. In other words, if if the Eagles had the opportunity to get Trevor Lawrence, who, you know, people can say what they want. He's in Jacksonville. It's not meaning somebody's going to be an immediate star, but people in this league think he is the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, at least. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, because he's that type of, of prospect. But you don't have that type of prospect in this draft. So I have no problem uh, going forward with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. And if we re- revisit things in 2022 and there's a different quarterback available, then you, you're you always trying to get better. And Jalen knows that. Everybody knows that. Certainly. John McMullen joining us from Lincoln Financial Field, presented by uh, no other than Mesa and Associates. Need a tough injury lawyer? Call Mesa and Associates. John, great catching up, man. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, That's uh, the great John McMullen checking in from Lincoln Financial Field. We'll recap that and unpack it when we return. But I do want to let you know, of course, you are uh, listening to live postgame show, watching on 6abc.com and the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And we are... Uh, exclusively presented by Ocean Casino Resort. Go for the live shows. Go for the win. Live uh, post-game show. More of that when we return. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 